0: The funny thing about success is that it's really only elusive until we find out what it means. This is my conversation with Rodney Waits. What if the truth came in a gel cap and we could just pop it in our mouths and forget about it? Well, it doesn't, and we can't. But we can laugh in the face of reality while plotting our survival. Welcome to the Truth Tastes Funny Podcast. I am your host, Hirsch and if my guests can handle the truth, so can you. Open wide, folks. Here it comes. Okay, I am here with Rodney Waits on Truth Tastes Funny podcast. Rodney is the founder of Impact is Greater Than Influence, and it's going to be an inspiring interview. We're here in Salt Lake City. It's kind of an unusual setting for us. We don't usually get to do these things in person. I don't know about you, and
1: you do a solo cast, right? Yeah, I do. So I've actually got a radio station that I get to go broadcast out of, and then that's repurposed into a podcast. So this is the normal way I do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But you don't have guests all the time, or you sometimes Not all the do? time. I do a solo cast, usually about three times per month, and then once is with a guest. Right. Okay. So for my audience which is always looking for
0: inspiration, always looking for tools that they can use in a world that's chaotic. So for you, what's your inspiration to do this and how does it work? How is your show working?
1: So the show pretty much right now has evolved and I just never saw it going to the heights where I believe it will go. And the underlying message of everything that I do is about empowering and inspiring others. So I believe in first to have someone inspired they've got to motivate themselves. I just believe that there's some times where people are going for motivational talks and they're going for motivational meetups and they don't apply it in their real life because they're not yet inspired. Okay, so my goal is to help them use that inspiration as a tool and refine like where that can help them find fulfillment in their life. So the message itself is my own self-realization. And I said that because there's an amazing quote and I can't attribute it to the right person, but I heard it just a couple of weeks ago because I do a lot of personal development myself. Okay. And it said, sometimes our greatest gifts to humanity is our very own self-realization.
0: Yeah. I think that a lot of people who are in the coaching or the mentorship roles are people who have gone through something and felt like, okay, I have to give back or I have to help other people and help them get off of themselves sometimes or work on themselves,
1: whatever it might be. So what was your background? Where were you born? What's your story? So I'm actually from Albertville, Alabama. And oftentimes when people ask me like where I'm from, I usually just use the pinpointed Birmingham. Oh, okay. That everybody yeah, right knows. Birmingham. Yeah, that's where it comes from, right? I lived there until I was about eight and a half years old. My father passed of cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it was a very hard trying time for my life. And it was something that my mother thought we deserved a clean slate. So she literally hit the Google search and was like, we're going to Florida. We're going to start our life all over. And so me, her, my little brother, and my stepfather at that time, we moved to Florida. So I went to Navarre for a very long Mm -hmm. time, grew up in Navarre and had to actually go through all of my entrepreneurial endeavors close in proximity but I'm a serial entrepreneur. I essentially picked up on the fact that personal development was empowering for not only me, but for so many others. So I started to see after college, I was like, you know, I got a general degree, like an associate's degree in like general liberal arts. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, it just doesn't do anything for me. I was like, I'm gonna go out and live in the world. I'm gonna go fail and I'm gonna go meet some awesome people. And I'm gonna go try to live, to have that fullest stability and capability to showcase my values, my insights, And help other people be empowered to use theirs. Well, the operative word is fail. You know, we hear this a
0: lot. You have to fail to succeed. But you have to fail to learn. And if you don't fail to learn, you fail to learn. That's right. You know what I mean? That sounds like the makings of a good quote, but I I haven't refined it. But in any way, that's kind of the story. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're also dedicating yourself to self-improvement, helping, what's the model for that? Like, what is the model to make that viable, to make that a way that you can earn a living in a way that you can monetize it
1: so that you can continue to do it? That's a great question. And the model's going to be dependent on who you are. But for me, I really boiled it down to two words, chase fulfillment. So I looked at it like the three Fs, faith, fulfillment, and finances. And I was like, I've got to build myself before I actually can go empower other people in the right way to where I won't burn out. Right, Because as an entrepreneur, I burn out a yeah. lot. Yeah. And I've had about nine different businesses thus far, owned two coffee shops, built a real estate brand, both in investing and in buying and selling, and still do that to this day. But the way that I actually got successful with those career endeavors is not because of what I was doing. It was because of the people that I was doing it for. Mm-hmm. So build on the strengths that you have and help other people find their strengths like that can go with sales, that can go with helping in partnerships. That's the mom is to go and use what you have as your strengths, double down on it, and then find people to leverage or to empower really to actually build the rest. It's fascinating to me because I grew up being
0: very interested in entertainment and entertaining, but not business. And I had the idea that I would, you know, maybe just be an entertainer or a writer. And I did those things. But it's very different from people who are entrepreneurs people like me can end up having our own business because that's we're a little off the beaten track and we just don't fit in in a corporate environment or whatever it is we don't like it we like the freedom we like to travel and make our own schedule whatever right. but i'm fascinated by someone who says i'm going to invest in coffee shops or i'm going to open a business. How do you decide, because it's not like you were 10 years old and said, I want to be in the coffee business or that you even limited yourself that way. How do you decide that to do a specific
1: project or path? Well, to circle back to the voice of impact, which is quickly becoming not only my personal truth, but the movement that I want other people to see in the world, especially in a direct comparison to influence, because you're right. We live in a world of distraction, delusion and misconception, and people need to be empowered by their own gifts. They just need to be. I went and ran into all of these scenarios, literally. I had a mobile detailing thing. I had coffee shops. I've had an entertainment business. I did promotions. Oh, okay. Actually with my best friend for like three to four years. And that's what introduced me to entrepreneurialism. It was called Triple Tower Entertainment. We did extremely well. We didn't even know we were sitting on businesses and just became (laughs) men in business. But really, it was the people. So, for example, the coffee shop, that was something that I never, ever thought I would do. But because of the fact I was building my foundation in real estate, I had a meetup group every month at that coffee shop. And when that owner fell on times where it made more sense to relinquish herself from the business, she came to me first. Mm -hmm. So it was always the people and creating those impactful relationships that led me into those business endeavors. I didn't know a thing about coffee. Matter of fact, the first two weeks I was on YouTube till like two in the morning and would get there at 8 a.m. And because I didn't know how to run a coffee machine, run a payroll, run anything to do with tracking inventory or all the POS systems, I had to learn. You know what that shows, though, Rodney, is that you you were willing
0: to learn, which next to being willing to fail is probably like the most important thing, that you're willing to learn something you don't know, something you're not good at. You know, you don't have uh, acumen in it yet. So for people who are listening, who are just trying to get by in a way, like they want more fulfillment, maybe because they recognize the the precious nature of life after going through pandemics and all kinds of other stuff. But what would you say to people who are listening and are
1: just not quite sure where they're landing right now? I would say that that's number one who my show has been for the entire time, because even behind an entrepreneur that has his head in the clouds and thinks he's going big places most of the time, there's that person that just thinks that being a human in itself is making an impact on the world. So I would say embrace the strengths that you have, and if you don't quite realize your strengths, serve other people to find them. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh,
0: and so what's next? Is there a project that's going on? Is there another like you, you're smiling, like yes. you have this this yeah. thing? And well, I'm actually going to open up an entertainment co, another entertainment company, and Hirsch is going to be my lead podcaster in this entertainment
1: venture you have the person and so there and then there you go uh, but what is it what's going on truthfully right now i have a movement called the top 100 and it's just based off the first 100 supporters of mm-hmm. the store which is a shopify and empowers the message impact is greater than influence okay with that movement i'm going to be giving away a source of value such as free personal development life coaching i have a certification in life coaching with the coaching federation so mm-hmm. you as well but those things kind of come hand in hand. And then I'm also going to be pouring into all of what I learned. Like for here, I'm going to learn things and then go and pour directly into those grooves. I'm going to have absolutely nothing to sell to them and everything to share with them. That's great. And after that top 100 builds into a movement, I'm going to be doing speaking engagements. But my number one goal is to have the number one podcast for struggling entrepreneurs. I know what it's like. I've been to the bottom. If you want to check out my story with my podcast, you can see what the bottom looks like. But I'm empowered to say ever since all of that happened, it's made me realize what I can help other people with at such scale. So my largest mission, and this is why I was smiling, is to actually partner or create a foundation that helps with people that have struggled in business, feel like it's almost the end, and they need someone to pull them out of those depths with coaching. With providing the right strategies, with introducing to the right resources, because those people, they're just being harmed more and more every single day because this is an influential society. And you feel like if I don't have amazing gifts, if I don't have a value proposition that makes me different than anyone else, then I'm no one. And that's simply not the truth. The most profound way to make an impact is to first be kind to yourself. Mel Robbins said that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it isn't that harder than we think.
1: Absolutely. L-
0: listening to you talk about helping people who are struggling entrepreneurs, what I realized was, and I've thought of it before, but I haven't, I've only started doing it, was that I want to help artists. You know, artists of all kinds, writers, painters, you know, art directors, copyright, they could be any kind of artists, really, sure. actors, singers, because sometimes we feel like we don't know where our place is in the world because you have business. And if you had the head for business and some people have both when some people have it and don't realize it, but what do you do? You know, when you, you, it's easy to become despondent when you have talents and gifts that aren't necessarily applicable. Mm -hmm. So that's just the kind of the flip side of what you're saying is something that, that occurs to me as well. Um, I think, are we coming up on the end of our time? I haven't,
1: I haven't really, I didn't know where to look, but I think we're Well, if you'd like to close out, I'd love to be able to say in closing, I would love to have you back just specifically for my podcast. That way we can talk again because your energy, like you said, jokingly, like if you were to head podcasting for the entertainment, that's the most powerful thing because that energy people need to realize is what you need to work on date. It's not all of the strategies. It's not the scalability. It's not the measurement. It's the little things that you can capitalize on to get 1% better every single day.
0: That's great. Well, I would love to be on the show, Rodney, because I think, you know, that's why I got into this thing. I've only now started guesting more, but it's so much fun and it's so different. And in many cases, it's really because the guests that you came on with wanted to continue the conversation and vice versa. That's it. And it was an opportunity to do that. Phenomenal. You know, so
1: awesome. I'd love to do it anytime. Awesome, man. Well, for all of those that were here, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. All right. See, we went, we got, I don't even know if we... I have no idea what we did. This is our first one. So many people go over like, like I'm, you know, a comedian. So that there are comedians who run the light every time. And there are comedians that will, you know, usually they'll show you a light. Right. And you have one minute. But for the most part, like I'm that person that's just respectful of the time. And I don't want to, I don't want to make the other person totally lose their time.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's something we're both kind of here just. Excited to see what happens. Yeah, right. Look at this. Look yeah, at this is great. Lights. Look at the setup. I'm grateful for it. man. This Thank is you awesome. For having me yeah, on. my pleasure, man. It's a great thing you're doing. I apologize mm-hmm. if you weren't able to get as witty as usual. Oh, the jokes. It, there's
0: never. Craziness. Yeah, there's never a. Well, there's still it's still recording, so I don't think it matters. I um, like it, but, but that's the thing. What I tell people about Truth Tastes Funny is that it isn't like I'm a character and I just make jokes about everything. It's more that I just have a sense of. You know, we have to lighten the mood, we have to... But, you know, it goes where it goes. Yeah. It can be very emotional and very powerful. And I think the balance is what makes it great. Absolutely. Not not the... Com- even comedy, and I'm a huge fan, obviously, of stand-up comedy, movie too, comedy.
1: Yeah, what's your taste? Honestly... Ugh. The guy that's always really appealing to me—I think his last name's like Brusher—but he's got a shirt off always, and he's like abnormally funny, and he's got the red hair, kind of an, uh, yeah, hasty guy. I have to show you. Oh, Kreischer? Yes. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I said Kreischer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's no, good. Bur- that Bur- Kreischer funny, funny
1: because it's like worldly, or yeah, like Collins. You know, like George Collins. That's his name, right? Where he's literally talking about the world, and he makes it seem like a joke. He actually passed, like not. Oh, I don't and know. I, oh, Carlin. Carlin. George Carlin. George Carlin. Okay. That's another that's my kind of
0: Yeah, George Carlin is a, a big fan of that. And there was a documentary about him recently. What was there? It was I'll very go good. Go. You should watch it, yeah.
1: Well, um, I love The Mind of
0: George Carlin, I think it was called. But What's any, called? Mind of The Mind of George. I think it's called The Mind of George mm. Carlin. But there are a lot of comedians like Bill Hicks I loved. Yeah. Bill Hicks was amazing. Um, you know, the classic Geniuses prior and Robin Williams. And yeah, but those were people who had a lot to say. And he's, yeah, he's he's brilliant. And you know, even his stuff that he did, he had done a Broadway show of stand up, he had done some other stuff. So for a while, like I, I patterned myself after comedians, but I wasn't working explicitly as a comedian. So sure. it was like that was another one of the truth tastes funny moments for me was like, you know, we have. This perception of what we think we're supposed to do, right? And what if we're I mean, this is a, let's not even call it wrong, but what if that just isn't it? What it's if Tom isn't? Yeah, yeah. why? Because you could say and this was my like my personal thing was that I had felt that because I got married young and I started having kids and you know, I didn't pursue stand-up comedy at, to my fullest when I was in my early 20s, I thought, well, that was just a mistake. That was a critical error that I made in my 20s. And it doesn't matter what else I do now because you can't go back and change it. You can still do stand-up. You can still do that. And what I realized, you know, like a year ago was I don't think that was a mistake. I think that I made those decisions for a reason. I just didn't know why. Right. I didn't know why I made the decision. Absolutely. And so it wasn't even about blaming. I never blamed anyone else. But it wasn't about, you know, understanding what what I really had to offer and could do mm. And I think sometimes we just take for granted some idea. That's why I asked you, like it wasn't like when you were 10 years old and you wanted to be in the coffee business. That's right. You know there are people like that who know exactly what they want to do. But I think sometimes we get in our own way with sure. whatever we think we're supposed to do, whether it's being a ball player and I wanted to be an actor you know yeah, so and we can. that's the other thing is you can do. Whatever you want. I'm I mean, acting you, right now. Yeah, you're acting right now. You're gonna,
1: one of my be, best friends has his own series called Run Office about behind the oh, scenes. Oh, okay, yeah. I literally mean it. I'm acting in his series. Oh, okay. It's crazy. Yeah, that's great. You just have to go after him, man. You just have to realize like that's the whole reason behind my message is that yeah. the impact is what has to have the main focus. Yeah. And the greatest thing that we can leave behind is how we make other people feel totally energy this currency that's like with us in this room
0: it's irreplaceable and it's like you know when i see these people from the pantheon that i've become friends with it's like there's like a level of something that i never really experienced because you know it's one thing if you happen into friends in college or after college could be anywhere could be through business but you see them over and over again here it's like we're just united in this kind of you know purpose of success and helping people and you know, d- feeling good about stuff, and we so we have all that vibe. We're mission, but it, we're mission driven. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, exactly, Roddy. We're mission driven. Most of us are heart centered. Yeah. yeah, and we're just kind of together along for the ride, and we're along for the ride. That's it's it. great. Well, we definitely got some great stuff. We did, but
1: Maybe I don't know what that blows out. The hell they're
0: doing? Yeah, well, <laughs> you, <want> to, you <laughs> can. can. What, dude? The formal I usually right, don't. That. I usually end on a. Oh, like a... I usually end on a quote from you or something like, right. usually, usually I let you let the guest have the last word and then I just go out because okay. if they hear me saying, well, I want to thank Rodney Waits for being on the show, then they just turn it off. Good call. This way, That's me,
1: by the way. yeah, I,
0: I do that. Yeah, I let the guest say the last thing and then right after that comes the outro with, if you like the show, you know, leave a review and do all that stuff. Are, are we done? Two minutes. Oh, is that how it's going to work? You're going to come in and give us two minutes? Two minute warning. Okay. We have two minutes. All right. See, this is great, Rodney. Wow. So we have two minutes. Okay. Let's do this. Tell me some things that made you feel better when you thought nothing could make you feel better.
1: I love that question. So I'm a big proponent of finding the right mentors of mastery to actually align yourself with. And Robin Sharma is one of those people. And he said that Oftentimes, the people that go through things in their life and journal about it heal at a better pace than others who keep it all in. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when I feel like there's not much I can do or there's lack of control, I have to journal about it. I have 15 books that are like this, that are all collectives of my feelings and my insights and my future recommendations to like kids I don't even have yet. (laughs) I'm serious. I literally had a full YouTube channel. I still have it to this day active and it's called Opinions of the Mind. Uh-huh. And I just went through one of the hardest things in my life and i had had that effort just sweeped under the rug. Like literally it was just like I felt like I had nothing left. Like everything was gone. And then all of a sudden I started making videos and I pointed the camera at me every single day and I would track how I would feel and I would track what my journey was like. And I would pretend I was talking to my future kids and grandkids. That's awesome.
0: It's amazing how the mind takes us to those places. When I was in lockdown and I'm here, I was in Iowa City with my two youngest kids still at home and my wife, and we're like going crazy, of course. But I started making these little videos and I created a channel on Instagram called Three Times Daily Comedy because my supposition was that. The amount of comedy that we needed in order to not go crazy is we needed three doses of comedy every day. So I said, I'm going to make three videos a day and they could be a minute long or whatever. And I would do characters and I would do things. But it true to form for me, it just became very natural to talk about things. I would just maybe use an accent or a character or a voice, but I would be sharing the same thing that we're all going through. The uncertainty, the fear, trying to keep kids busy. Wow. You know. And I don't, I, my friends saw it. I don't, it wasn't really promoted. It's still there, but, same but, with, mine. Huh? Same with mine. yeah, but it's a chronicle Yes. and the kids are, the youngest kids are in it. And so I think even from that point of view, it's a little bit of an interesting chronicle for them to look back and say, what was I doing during this That's crazy event in it. my life? And hopefully it'll fortify them because they'll realize that, you know, they got through something that was traumatic yeah that was great brother that was a, such a nice two minute that thing so that we good. got to add to it thanks so much for tuning into truth tastes funny if you enjoyed the experience please leave a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends